0: Years ago, we had maps to unfold and fold when we traveled by car. You remember those? Unfolding the map was never a problem, but trying to fold it back into that nice little rectangular brochure-type package, that was next to impossible. I could never do it. Like one big annoying jigsaw puzzle. But nowadays... We don't have to worry about that. No, we don't have to worry about unfolding or folding anything. All we need to be concerned about is God's plan for our life unfolding right before our eyes. Don't try to force a particular life on yourself or on your kids. That's not our place to do. Our life is already planned out and scripted according to God Almighty. That's what the book says very clearly. So just relax and embrace it. Let's stop with all the worrying and anxiety and where my life is going. What's going to happen tomorrow? Oh, I feel so out of control. Well, the reason you feel so out of control is because you're out of control. It's a it's a good thing you realize that. All right, because you never had control. It was an illusion of control, just like Biden is attempting to create the illusion of being presidential and intellectually superior, when we know he's sadly not. One thing I realized as I got older is that the more you know about God, the more you recognize your sins of the present and past. Your mind becomes clearer. Oh, you think you're so good. There's no way I could ever burn in hell. I'm such a good boy. No, you're not. Personally speaking, I recognized many acts of kindness I could have done in the past throughout my life and just didn't do so because I was a selfish, arrogant, self-centered ignoramus, and those were my good qualities. I didn't even recognize or care at the time that I was doing something wrong. Many things were uncovered to me through reading the Bible and learning more about Jesus. That's just a byproduct Of expanding your mind it's good thing God in his almighty wisdom allows us to see our sins at a moderate rate so we can handle it if we recognized and acknowledged our sins at once it would be way too overwhelming and devastating for us to deal with so the closer we get to God in his image and in his likeness the more we see the truth like the good the bad and the ugly Yeah, just like that Clint Eastwood movie. All those bad guys he went up against had such a stoic, mean, and nasty face. And they held it that way throughout the whole entire movie. How'd they do that? They never cracked a smile. I heard Mr. Freeze from Batman with his freeze gun of his shot them in the face right before they did their scenes. Ironically, Mr. Freeze, he smiled on Batman. Huh. But not the bad guys in the Clint Eastwood movies. Imagine that. Talking about maps earlier when we traveled years ago. The kids of course would chime in complaining within 20 minutes. Are we there yet? are we there yet? are we there yet? I don't know why we complain so much as a people. Me, especially when I was younger. And still do too much today I must say. I guess that's part of our bent human nature, like a hack magician's bent spoon. Even back in biblical times when the Israelites escaped Egypt in the desert, the book says, but with their patience worn out by the journey, the people complained against God and Moses. Yes, their journey was a bit longer than the three-hour trip to the New Jersey dirty sand beach, but they were still out of line. I think nowadays, if we would just accept our lot in life at this very moment and not complain, I think that would allow us to go to the next level in life, whatever that may be. But as long as we complain, we will never proceed. We will just continue to be marooned on a desert island of complaints, which very easily can lead into misery. Who wants that? Marooned on a desert island of complaints. Yeah. Just you and a family of four iguanas. So let's keep that smile on your face, even without a reason, necessarily. Learn more and more to be content and joyful knowing you are a child of God and have big things ahead in heaven and hopefully in this life, too. The book says, if your sights are of this world alone, you are the most pitiable of men. You see, that verse doesn't discount our sights in this world. Have your sights and plenty of goals to achieve. That's all good. There's nothing wrong with that. Just don't forget the reason that we're here on earth in the first place. To get to heaven. That's in the first, second, third, and fourth place. Fifth place and beyond. Eh, nobody cares about those particular marathon runners. Should have stayed home and watched reruns of I Dream of Genie or the Partridge family. Remember them with that Keith Partridge? What a good looking guy that was. And you never watching that show. You can never tell what was real and not real with him because he did do concerts in real life. What was his name? It wasn't Keith Partridge, but he was like one in the same on the show, off the show, a side of the show. Who knows? But he was a pretty boy, little guy, but a pretty boy had a nice voice, nice full face. I'm just saying. So in the case of the Israelites in the desert, they continued to bicker and complain until God had enough. The book says in punishment, the Lord sent among the people serpents, which bit the people so that many of them died. Now, on face value. This would seem very cruel of God to do, right? Yeah, let's get on the bandwagon and say how terrible God mistreated his people. And let's ignore the fact that he has reasons and purposes for everything he does and does not do. And yes, all for our benefit. Don't forget that. We forget that sometimes. We think he's just up there doing things for kicks. No, it's for our good at all times. Some people, every chance they get, complain and criticize God. How can they do that? Or how can how can he do that? How can he do this? It goes on and on and on. Well, you know what? You need to hold your place. Take a minute and think about who you're questioning and putting on the witness stand once again. Realize what you're doing and just stop. Just like you wouldn't put OJ on the stand because, of course, his, in his case, he was guilty of sin, with those Hertz commercials of him. Boy was OJ so congenial. The guy was always smile. Good looking big guy. Had plenty of young ladies throughout his life. Everybody basically worshipped him. But But a lot of times there's always a balance in life. Whether you see it or not. And obviously with him. Didn't see it. But hopefully. Hey. Hopefully he's turned a new leaf as they say but man back then quite brutal in so many different ways for so many different reasons hey board guy you still there let's take a break from oj i've
1: been on this wretched planet for 87 long rolling years sitting on my back porch rocking chair i'm old just like biden i forget just like biden i lose my train of thought just like biden but there's a couple of things i don't do i don't rope women and girls like biden I don't tell weird stories about my leg hair and swimming pools like Biden. And I don't run for president when I no longer can remember what 8 times 7 is like Biden. He belongs in a rocking chair next to mine on the porch. I'm like an old hairy owl perched up on an even older oak tree. I can see everything from here. Hey, who's that? Young whipper snapper kid on my lawn again. Hey you, get off my lawn. Martha, Martha. Get me my phone. So I can call nine one one. Yeah, you are my lord. I see you. By the way, this is Don't Bring Up Gun on WAEB 790 AM. If you want to call the show, it's 610-720-7900. I see you. Who's
0: that old guy? Where'd he come from? Hey, the Partridge family, that guy, his name was David Cassidy. That was his real name. All right. And and I guess on the show was Keith Partridge. Just to update you, clear to air on that one, David. Pretty boy. So we don't know the whole picture. We don't see the whole picture like God sees. We need to say what Job finally said to God. He said, I know that you can do all things and that no purpose of yours can be hindered. I have dealt with great things that I do not understand. Therefore, I disown what I have said. I repent in dust and ashes. So after the snakes came and bit some of the people, the Israelites in the desert, and after some of the people died, the Israelites changed their tune. The book says that they said, we have sinned in complaining against the Lord and you, which was Moses. Pray the Lord, take the serpents from us. See what just happened there. They were all put back in their place and realize God Almighty calls the shots and knows what's best for us and is accountable to nobody. Without the snakes, the Israelites certainly would have continued in their ignorance to remain selfish and belligerent. They would have continued down the wrong road to the point where they would have totally hated and disregarded God. They would be like sliding headfirst down a sliding board into a pool of cow dung with no one to stop them. So essentially, through pain and suffering, God disciplined them and brought them back on the right track. Unfortunately, in our pigheadedness, that is the only way most of us human beings seem to change and see the light. God does what's necessary to keep his children, to keep his children in safety and security in this life and the next all because he loves us. So Moses prayed to God and God came up with a solution with the Israelites and the snakes that were biting everybody and killing people. God said, make a serpent and mount it on a pole. And if anyone who has been bitten looks at it, he will recover. Now, why would God instruct Moses to make a serpent out of bronze and put it on a tall pole? Again, let's jump to conclusion and and accuse God of, of being out of control. He doesn't know what he's doing. Why would he do such a thing? And again, it's the same answer. Is that God Almighty has his reasons, even though they may not be readily apparent. Just like a girlfriend. It may not be readily apparent that she's cheating on you, but she is. So God saved the lives of the Israelites who got bitten by the snakes. It was then easy for the Israelites to believe and worship God once again because God healed them, showing them that indeed he is in sovereign control, in control of everything. And it would probably be a good idea at this point to adhere to his loving words of guidance and directions in the in the future. You might want to write it all down in a spiral notebook and put it somewhere for safekeeping. Well, in the Israelites' Israelite case, I guess it would be a spiral scroll. So at this point, the Israelites were all in because they did recover and their lives were saved. Hopefully, they would have learned their lesson and kept that mentality. But unfortunately, as the Old Testament depicts, they did not. They kept backsliding and turning away from God, which is not a good thing. So what was the whole entire meaning of this bronze snake up on a pole for them to look up at? Why did God God decide to do it that way? Well, this experience, once again, foreshadows the coming of Jesus. Here's how it goes. The snakes, which represented Satan and sin, bit the people. Because of sin, they were going to die. But now Jesus comes along in the form of a snake raised on high, which, of course, symbolizes Jesus raised up on the cross as he bore the sins of all of us. So as long as we believe and look up to Jesus, we, too, will will recover from our sins. See that? See how that works? Pretty tricky there. You see, a lot of these Bible stories, they have dual meanings. Have a meaning for the present and for the future. That's one of the amazing attributes of this holy supernatural book. None other like it. Don't talk to me about other best selling books on celebrities or politicians. No. Like the latest one. We had Bolton. remember that dude? Oh, it was big news. Everything he, uh, he said, everything that came out of his mouth and that was in his books during that Ukraine. Impeachment nonsense, whatever. Oh, yeah, Bolton. He said this. He said that. And then all of a sudden, just like that, he disappears. He's gone, disappears with that mustache of his. I never trust that guy. Never trusted that guy, past tense and present. I don't trust anyone who looks like a senior citizen walrus. You know, you couldn't see that guy's mouth. Did he have a mouth? I'm not sure he did mumbling along criticizing Trump to sell a book and make tons of money. He got some nerve, but then they all do that, right? Walrus. Didn't look like a walrus, you must say. A little bit. So, yes, this snake story that we've been talking about, hopefully you've been listening. I've been talking about it. No one else is talking about it. I'm the only one talking about it. You're listening about it. So this snake story was all about pain and suffering that the people had to endure in order to become saved. Same exact thing that goes on in our lives today. When bad things happen, some people, unfortunately, and you've seen this, hopefully you yourself did this, they turn away from God and want nothing to do with Him. That is such a short sighted reaction, don't you think? God makes it very clear that believers and non believers, both, whether you believe or not, we will experience pain and suffering in our lives. The book says many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Yes, sometimes we suffer for the sins we commit, but other times in order to mature, grow and be sculpted into the image of God, sometimes the only way to get from point A to point B is through pain and suffering. That's the only way, again, to get to grow and to be sculpted into the image of God. That's what should be happening all throughout our lives. Correct. We don't want to be sculpted and grow into the image of of Bolton, do we? I can't really grow a mustache anyway, a little bit. Some people can full hair faced, but who wants to grow into that or anything else other than God? That's the whole idea here. We strengthen and we get stronger, we get smarter, we get wiser. Wise. Being wise is huge in the Bible. The book of wisdom in the Apocrypha, the book of wisdom, and then that Ecclesiastes. Uh, Ecclesiasticus or Ecclesiastes. It's Ecclesiastes in the Bible that Solomon wrote. Wisdom's a big thing. And when they refer to wisdom, it's it's funny sometimes. I don't know about necessarily funny, but they mention wisdom, they referred to wisdom as her. You know, pursue wisdom, pursue her. Why do they do that? I don't know, there's got to be some Hebrew reason for that. In the language, perhaps? Huh. But wisdom, good thing.
1: In my day we had to have a strong backbone just to survive. Nowadays, all we have are jellyfish, floating aimlessly in the ocean. Can't tell the straight ones from the gay ones. In my day, we didn't have any of this social media controlling our lives, typing out our life, watching on a screen instead of actually living it. Give me face-to-face conversation any day. Especially with all the young lady friends I used to court way back once upon a time. They're all dead now. In my day, we had something much more important. We had each other. And on top of all that, we had God, who we respected and obeyed. Doggone it. Do these kids even know how to spell respect? They all need a good swift kick where the sun don't shine. And another thing, let's spread the word about Don't Bring Up God, airing Sunday mornings on WAB from 8 to 9. A bit of a strange character that Robert is, but he's alright by me. Just like the song, Jesus is just alright, Jesus is just alright with me. So call live at 610-720-7900.
0: There's that guy again. There's that old guy. I must have my back door open. Hello, Robert. Yeah, go ahead, John.
2: Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Hey, give the book says, from Matthew 7, 6, Give not that which is holy unto the dogs, neither cast ye your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet, and turn again, and rend you. To me, tell me if I'm misinterpreting that, but to me, that that kind of says, "Be careful who you share your gifts with. Your your pearls of wisdom and knowledge don't don't give too many of your your good insights to the the fools out there in the world."
0: Well, sometimes it's futile and it's just strictly vanity that Solomon talks about in Ecclesiastes that it's just a waste of time to talk to certain people because they're so close-minded that they're not going to open up their mind to a different point of view and maybe change their own. No, I agree. You waste your time sometimes going on and on it, and on trying to convince somebody of something, and exactly, it's just futile. It,
2: exactly, but it does get frustrating when, like, for instance, you have family members who who still vote Democrat, and I, I tell them, you know, the Democrats nowadays, they stand with the sodomites, the infanticide crowd, the, the rioters, the looters, the vandals, the criminals, and uh, this person said to me, oh, you're vulgar. Yeah, that's the clean version. <laughs> you know, I mean, we, 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 need to, we need to be powerful about this stuff. We are in the midst of, of World War III, and it's, it's a culture war, and, and people are out there on the streets, and, and it's insanity out there. But, but, hey, I've got so much to share with you today. First of all, did you cheat earlier? Because I was going to tell you, David Cassidy, did you cheat, or did you actually think of it?
0: Actually, my wife texted me and gave me the answer. Hey, hey, John. Okay. Let me just first say about what you said about the Democrats. Uh, they also call you selfish. They like saying that also. And I can't. Well, the they love conclusion. to
2: project the Democrats. The Democrats are master projectionists, and I'm using that as a psychological term. They, yes, they accuse well, I, you of I, the I, very I was, thing that they are guilty of.
0: Well, yes, ex- absolutely. They project. But I came to the same conclusion. I I say to myself, once I was involved in that type of discussion, I said, why am I even uh, blowing a fuse here? They're never going to change their mind. And to me, they seem a little bit ignorant. Uh, So I stop. I stopped the discussion. Uh, But you don't want, this is my main point with the Democrats and Republicans, let's not fight amongst ourselves to the point where we stop becoming family members. I hear family members not talking to each other because of this Democrat-Republican thing. That's not what God wants. We can disagree, but don't use that as a tool by the devil to stop talking to one another and hate each other for the next 10 years. That's not right. Amen. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Well, we – I mean –
2: This is a battle of of good and evil, so so it it, it gets difficult. Um,
0: Yeah, but but, let's let's uh, keep it on Satan and God for the most part, and realize some people don't agree with you and accept. And not take and not
2: take out that not take out that anger and and vengeance and bitterness at your family member with the opposing viewpoint.
0: Take it to the next level. That that ain't right. That's not what we're supposed to do. Just say, hey, we agree to disagree. Talk about something else. Exactly. And, hey, find can I tie up, uh, uh, and find find common ground that you can agree on. Can I on. tie up
2: Can I tie up a few things from earlier in your show?
0: All right, go ahead.
2: Eight times seven is fifty four. Bolton's latest book. Check out my mustache. Um, now that aside, Robert, yeah. have you ever seen the movie Men of Honor with Cuba Gooding Jr. and no, um, I Oh, that well, then I'll have to get back to that. For it, It's going to take too long to take, to tell if you don't have the, 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 the yeah, reference to it. Yeah, let's wrap
0: but, it up. i but, I got I, I to run. I'm sorry. Hey, but.
2: Semant- semantics matter, my brother. On Fox, just before your show, the, the, the break was the sound of protesters, and then they, they uh, had rioters in the background, as demonstrators set fires and throw rocks and bottles at police. Stop calling them protesters. Stop calling them demonstrators. These people are criminal thugs and that's what they need to be called
0: no i agree 100 ask- with that john i think maybe we'll have to address that on next week's show and and I, I, you get- know what speaking speaking of future
2: shows can you please give out like almost every show the stats on mask wearing and the effectiveness thereof which is like three to five they, percent they are not effective at stopping viruses it's a hoax to keep us all yeah, I agree dehumanized with that and, I and agree give with the all that, stats, too,
0: John. Uh, a lot of information get, there. Thanks. And like I said, maybe we'll discuss that in depth next week. Got to stop abortion. Bye. Okay, and that, too. Thank you. Okay, NJ, go ahead. There, Robert. Sorry well, for I, the wait. Can you hear me? Go ahead.
3: Yeah, um, just a quick comment on what John just mentioned about. Uh, you know, whether to say anything or not say anything, um, our responsibility, the Bible says, is to go out and share, and I'm talking about the Gospel, and yeah, sometimes people may not take it in, they may even ostracize you, and the whole nine yards, but the idea is you may be planting a seed, you may be watering a seed, and of course, when you plant and water a seed, eventually it'll come to harvest, and a person will come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Yeah, The discussion, um, the
0: back discussion to, between uh, the di- Discussion, NJ, the yeah. most important thing is the discussion between God and, and Satan, good and evil. That discussion hopefully goes on forever, and hopefully people go God's way. But as far as the Democrat and Republican thing, it's important, but not nearly important as important as God and Satan. Instead of going looking left or right, let's look up or down. Go ahead.
3: Yeah, well, the idea is that we know the times we're living in. The handwriting is on the wall, and God's Word says it's going to be a time of what? Lawlessness, no different than when it was in Noah's time. And perversions, the, you know, right at the top of the list is the sexual perversions. We see what's going on with Epstein or what did go on, and probably still going on. And the idea is God's Word specifically tells us that our hearts, they're desperately wicked and evil. Who can know it? God knows it. That's why he gave us the Ten Commandments. Now, a point about the Ten Commandments, though, the Ten Commandments show us, show us, it's a mirror that shows us where we have problems. Uh, But you can't take that mirror, comb your hair, or brush your teeth with it. It just shows it to you. That's where Jesus comes in. Jesus comes in, to work in our hearts, to transform us, to take us from we're we're dead in the spirit to being alive in the spirit. Once we ask for forgiveness and ask Jesus to be our Lord and Savior, believe that He was risen again. And it's interesting, when you stop and think about it, when Moses gave the Ten Commandments, and it was on Mount Sinai. Just check out the first three letters, S-I-N. That was, I mean, God scripted all this. And what happened? Forty days he was up on Mount Sinai. He comes down, and, and again, the Hebrew people said, bring it on, we can do, to, you know, whatever the law and stuff. Bring it on. He comes down, and they're breaking every one of the commandments. And what happens? Three thousand died. Now, what's the flip side of it? That's the Old Testament news new side is the day of Pentecost in Acts. When what comes down the Holy Spirit comes down, and 3,000 are saved. Now, one very important point about the all right, law wrap a lot it up of people then,
4: say, I'm
3: going to wrap it up, here it is. The key thing is there's a lot of people say, well, I try to keep the law. Here's what it says in Galatians. It says, all who rely on observing the law are under a curse, for it is written, cursed is everyone who does not continue to do, here's the point, to do everything written in the book of the law. Clearly no one is justified on the contrary the man who does these things will live by them and it says so here, Christ be blessed, redeemed us so
0: you can, so what? I got to get in here so you either can be blessed or you can be cursed and in this present age it's obvious that this life is showing us what life is like without God because everything Robert is you were going, right you said that this unchecked. isn't unchecked. Our- all right, I got to let you go, NJ. Thanks for the call. All right, take care. God bless. Shalom. Man, I, I love you guys talking, but man, I, I, I got to give everybody like 45 minutes, it seems, and I can't do it. Okay, Walt, let's go.
5: Hey, uh, normally I would ignore statements that are absolutely asinine. Now, sadly, Joe last week made such a statement, and uh, listen, Joe said that uh, man, it was coexistent dinosaurs, contemporary with dinosaurs, which scientifically is absolutely ridiculous. Now, I know that, uh, um, you know, maybe Joe and N.J., maybe they took a bus trip down to see this. Uh, there's an uh, evangelical sect down in Tennessee where the guy uh, raised, uh, I don't know, millions of dollars to build this huge Noah's Ark. And it's become like a, you know, like a uh, an amusement park attraction, you know, where it's you can go into yes. this. Yeah, you can go into this Noah's Ark and he's got animatronic dinosaurs okay, and whatnot point, in Walt. there. Well,
0: let's get to the but, point, Walt.
5: Well, obviously, that's P.T. Barnum stuff. Now, I, scientifically, you got to remember that life is in a constant state of flux. All the species that are existent on this planet are not distinct from one another. They're not static. They're constantly changing. And you could say that all the species are missing links of one another. But,
0: wall, but, Walt, but uh, Walt they, they, change within, well, they change within their species. One species doesn't change into another species.
5: Yes, they do. Listen, you can say that. If I say to you that whales evolved from fish... That might not be hard to understand because obviously they both live in the water, and whatnot. But whales evolved from fish by way of bears. Whales evolved from bear-like creatures that uh, roamed the 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 uh, edge of the the uh, ancient, the primeval oceans, and forged for. Uh, fish and whatnot, shellfish. Now, you may say, what is the missing link between fish and whales? Or between... uh, Well,
0: I may not because we're running out of time. I'm sorry, Walt, but it's hard for me to believe that a whale came from a bear. That seems ludicrous to me.
5: The the missing link between a bear and a whale are elephant seals. Uh, All right, we don't have
0: time for this, maybe we'll do it. Hey, Walt, one thing I do want to do with you if I ever get you in the studio again, I do want to talk about anthropomorphic things. I, and that word you always used to say, I looked it up and now I finally understand it. So I do want to talk to you about that. It's very interesting. Thanks for the call. I got to go. All right, Barry, if you got, if you can do it in two minutes. Let's go, Barry.
6: Make it real quick. I'll make it real quick. Yeah, you're talking about uh, on, on TV the defunding the police. I'll tell you the whole agenda behind it. I think it's it's all about, and now they're not sending in the, 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 the national forces of Trump, sending in the national troops. It's, it, it's because they want to they centralize, uh, nationalize, and eventually globalize the police departments. They, they, they want to negate all the, all the local police departments and have more and more authority and power under the hands of less and less people. It's all coming together. It's all one big conglomerate under the power of an Antichrist-type figure, a world government, so on and so forth.
0: I agree a hundred percent. And one thing I notice about Trump, he seems to back off a little bit, and he's capitulating to this virus and other things. But I think he has reasons for that, and I think it's to get reelected. And that's another story. Unfortunately, we don't have any time for. But I agree with the police. How can you get rid of the police? It's insane. Well, they were,
6: like I said, now they now they're bringing in the federal troops, the federal the the, fed, the federal police are are. are uh or infiltrating the cities and, and, all, and all your major cities to uh, to uh, quell the rioting and so on and so forth. And that way, like, like I said, eventually all police departments are going to be under federal control. So, like, so it's under one centralized authority. And then centrali- And then the, the ulterior motive is to centralize, federalize, and eventually globalize. Next thing you know, they'll all on, be under control of the United Nations.
0: Yes, there's, there's an ulterior motive here. And if I was them, I would just mow everybody down with rubber bullets. Those crazy thieves. But hey, thanks for the call, Barry. I got to let you go. Bye. Hey, Eddie, you're on next. But please wait. I got to do a commercial first and then we'll get to Eddie. I've been
1: on this wretched planet for 87 long, rolling years, sitting on my back porch rocking chair. I'm old, just like Biden. I forget, just like Biden. I lose my train of thought, just like Biden. But there's a couple of things I don't do. I don't rope women and girls like Biden. I don't tell weird stories about my leg hair and swimming pools like Biden's. And I don't run for president when I no longer can remember what 8 times 7 is like Biden. He belongs in a rocking chair next to mine on the porch. I'm like an old hairy owl perched up on an even older oak tree. I can see everything from here. Hey! Who's that? Young whippersnapper kid on my lawn again. Hey you! Get off my lawn! Martha! Martha! Get me my phone. So I can call 911. Yeah, you are my lord. I see you. By the way, this is Don't Bring Up Gun on WAEB 790 AM. If you want to call the show, it's 610 720 I see you.
0: Hey, we got Eddie on the line. Go ahead, Eddie.
4: Hey, good morning. How are you?
0: Good. How's yourself?
4: Good. Good. Thanks. Hey, I was just wondering what you think about this vaccine they're creating and they're going to make it mandatory they they claim they're going to make it mandatory about you know taking this uh uh covid-19
0: vaccine what do you think about that i think it's a joke uh that when i talk about vaccines i always tell people to look up robert kennedy junior he will tell you oh. everything you need to know about past present and future vaccines All Right. so what are we going to do if they make it mandatory do i don't know claim- that that's a-
4: yeah. go ahead they, they claim you, you're not going to be able to go into a store or anywhere without proof of a vaccine. It's do you crazy. want to take one? No, I don't want one. No, absolutely not.
0: No. They may make what age limits. They may put age limits on it. They might make it a little bit flexible. But, yeah, nobody wants anything to do with a vaccine. It's a billion-dollar oh, no. operation to totally control us.
4: Yep, absolutely, yep. So,
0: no, I don't want it. I hope a lot of other
4: people fight back with that because a lot of junk in there we don't know about. So, but anyway.
0: Yeah, okay, I, and it's, years ago we would get two or three. Now they're getting up to up to like 15, 20 or more dosages of all kinds of crap.
4: Yep, you're right. And people, right. And people
0: do get sick and die from it.
4: Yep, absolutely, absolutely. It's crazy stuff. I hope people stand up and fight back. It's ridiculous to just take it on the chin. It's ridiculous. they got to fight and back. And
0: you that's know, exactly that's what we need to thing. do. I agree with you, Eddie. We do need to fight back. And I don't know. I, I Maybe I should turn this whole show into a political show. But somebody's got to do something and do something now.
4: Absolutely. Absolutely. But you know what?
0: <clears throat> Everybody thinks things are falling apart. But, hey, they're falling in place for the second coming, you know? Oh, absolutely. Uh, The Bible is is is, the Bible explains what's going on word for word right now. So you gotta keep God close no matter what. Absolutely. So okay. All All right, right, thanks, Eddie. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Take care. Have a good one. Hey, I want to get this in real quick. We're talking about pain and suffering. Sometimes you need it to get from point A to point B to be sculpted into the image of God. Hey, just as an example, many years ago my mom had a brain tumor and was in an awful, horrible way for a long time. Thank God the surgery went well, and she eventually recovered nicely. But my mom and the entire family went through hell. It was horrible for us. But you know what? Something beautiful did come out of it. I started writing poems, which I thought was an accident at the time, but later realized that it was an absolute godsend through the misery of my mom and family. I I was set on God's plan for my life for the next 23 years now. And th- believe me, there would be no other way to get there writing poems. In a billion years, I would never think of writing poems. More likely for me to become a scuba diver, hunting tortoises in the South Pacific with a harpoon, no less. But that's what I did. You know, poem writing, I always thought was a little femmy, more of a girl thing. But in my delivery van years ago, I scribbled, scribbled out an emotional letter welcoming my mom home from the hospital one night And I noticed a couple of words started to rhyme. And then I said to myself, well, maybe I could write a poem for the first time in my life. My mom would like that. So I did. And by the by the end of my eight hour shift, I had scribbled out a nine verse poem called Green Eyes and Smile because my mom had green eyes. And every time I left the hospital, she would manage to give me a little bit of a smile, even though she was incredibly weak. So, yes, sometimes bad turns into something good. So let's not second guess God. We we don't know what we're doing. God does like the snake story. Let's recover from our sins by looking up to Jesus who died for our sins up on the cross so we can get so we ourselves can move forward and live happily ever after with God. Yes, there's a happy ending to each of our individual stories. Just keep Jesus close. Understand who He is. All right, let's get to uh, who do we got next? Joe, go ahead. We don't have much time. Hey, yep. Go ahead.
7: Yep. Uh, you started out, uh, you know, talking about the law and the brazen serpent and stuff like that. Um, well, it is interesting. I mean, the Ten Commandments and and some others touched on this. The law shows us knowledge of sin. Uh, of you know, and, and AJ or am I? I'm sorry, NJ mentioned it. The law, it's like a, a mirror of perfection. We look into it, and it shows us our sin, but we don't use the mirror to correct it. That's why where Jesus can't, comes in, fulfilling over 300 prophecies with his first coming. God himself became man, took our punishment for us as the only way we could be made right with God. We have to repent of our sin, put our trust in Jesus. Now, it's interesting, that brazen serpent is mentioned in John 3, and it's also mentioned in Second Kings eighteen four, so that was to just exactly like you said, it was to picture Christ on the cross and the judgment of sin. But then the people started worshiping it as God, and then Hezekiah in Second Kings eighteen four destroyed it. So you know, the Ten Commandments there there is a particular religion uh, it begins with a C and ends with Catholic. <laughs> all right.
0: Yeah, and Joe, they have you mentioned all kinds uh, of something. Graven images. Joe, they turned it into yeah. an idol. It was interesting. They called it Nahushten. Nahushton. Right. And then, like you said, they destroyed it. And that's what we do in our life sometimes when God gives us a gift or he puts us yeah. on his plan for our life. We put that gift above God. We start ignoring God and we can't do that. We got to keep the priority list straight.
7: Yeah, any, anything turned into God is... Uh, let's take the cru- the Catholic crucifix and transubstantiation of the Eucharist. Turning something, anything man made, turned into God, is idolatry. It's satanic. Please, I agree a hundred percent with regime. you,
0: Joe. I got to let you go. I'm sorry. We'll Both talk like, about I that again.
7: Walt- 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 Walt's false religion. The fossil record is a testimony against him. There's I- many. Joe, signs- I
0: got to let you go. I'm sorry. I'll talk to you later. I I hate to do that, but we're running out of time. We need five hours. Okay, Thomas, go ahead.
5: Okay, I know you talked about giving up on people, but I want you to know, Robert, I haven't given up on you, even though I know you don't want to be my friend. I want to be your friend. That's not true.
0: What are you talking about? That's not true. I never said I don't want to be your friend. I like you, Thomas. I always did.
5: Well, you didn't. You didn't come right out and say it. You projected it the way the Democrats project. You did that to me. You you asked on one of the shows. You said you interrupted what I was saying, and you you uh, said, "Are we still friends?" Well, what because you were I got the impression
0: say, because I got the impression that you didn't want to be because once or twice you came across attacking my son, overdosing, didn't you? Um. Yes, I don't, know you did. If I, attack, I don't think I attacked him. No, you had venom in your voice, and I wanted to address that earlier, but I never got around to it. I didn't like that, but hey, at the same time, I still see you as my friend.
5: Well, we can discuss that another time, but I wanted you to know that I am praying for you. I'm praying for your salvation, and I want to be your friend.
0: Okay, I, I, and right back at you, Thomas. I agree, and I appreciate the prayers. I need them. Just like we all do. Hey, I got to let you go. Thank you, Thomas. And call anytime. All right. Thank you. Yeah, I was wondering why Thomas didn't call. Uh, But, hey, call anytime, Tom. I like you. I always did from the start. There was something about you. Very, very introspective. Hey, I want, want to say one thing as we're leaving. Fauci, did you see him throw that pitch? That pitch, that first pitch at the baseball? That was so embarrassing. I was embarrassed for him. I don't know why he did it. I mean, he he looked pathetic out there, worse than a girl. I mean, it's just the truth. Why did he do that? I don't know. And all the baseball players kneeling, that was a total disgrace. As some guy over the speaker was saying, oh, we need to unify. We need to do this. We need to do that. Shut up. That was a disgrace with baseball. And they're going to – sports is going to lose their fans. But that's part of the scheme here because they want the economy to go down and they – the One World Order does want sports to crumble. But that was just disgusting. Making One World Order robots robots out of us. It was so gross. Hey, I hear my music. Evidently, I got to go. All roads lead back to God. Tyler, we love you. We'll see you again. Take Open
4: up. Let me in.
2: On town available everywhere with the iheart radio app now number one for podcasting this is news radio 790 w a e b and iheart radio station